big, and you might too. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Things We Dig. As always, I'm Chris Fig. And I am the other Chris. What's going on? It's Dave. Hey there, it's Alex. All right, friends. Great to see your faces. So on today's episode, we're going to dive into uh, things we dig from the past year, 2022, whether it be movies, TVs, books, video games, whatever the fuck we dig, we're going to talk about it. But we have a very special episode because we have a longtime listener, first time caller on the show, our second guest, longtime friend. You heard us shout his name out before, Uncle Bobby B, our good friend. Bobby Bowers. Welcome to the show, Bobby. It's a dream come true. Thank you, fellas. Hey, welcome. Welcome, Bobby. Our biggest friend. (laughs) Our buffest friend ever. Uh, All right, I'm going to hang up. (laughs) So, so yeah, so Bobby always comments, uh, side note in a a group chat, just uh, the topics we talk about. You know, he's a good friend, as I mentioned, and he brought up this topic of talking about things we were digging on in 2022. So we're going to roll into that. My time to shine. Yeah, no, I uh, listened to you guys all year long. You guys have such like a breadth of knowledge and uh, talked about a bunch of things that uh, we've liked here and there. But I wanted to get to the meat and potatoes of like, what was the things that stuck out last year, uh, whether it's uh, we're going to go four rounds. So I want to talk about your favorite movie from the last year and favorite favorite tv show just favorite new thing that you brought into your life it could be anything we'll call it the potpourri round and then finally the thing that most people liked that you just didn't really dig and like everything i feel like happens on this show we're going to turn into a little debate so once that item's taken you can't take it again and then we'll probably i don't know stick to the uh script and vote one of these off in the end all right awesome man let's dig yeah. it so um we're gonna kick it off with movies round one a bit of pressure. I kept going back and forth because 2022 was a long year. A lot of good stuff came out. But you guys heard me talk about this character before. And it's definitely hands down was my favorite film of 2022. And that was The Batman starring Robert mm-hmm. Pattinson, directed by Matt Reeves. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, w- I was very skeptical. Huge Batman fan since I was a very young child. And just Robert Panson, he's a great actor, but I just didn't see him portraying Batman well, you know? And he totally just killed it, crushed it. The, mm-hmm. the way the movie was filmed, dark, gritty. And yeah, Paul Dano as the Riddler, amongst uh, a lot of other characters. Uh, Catwoman was in it. Uh, dude, Colin Farrell as the Penguin, man. Dude, he just crushed it. So the Batman, by far my favorite movie of 2022. And I hope I took your guys' pick. Hopefully, maybe. Yeah, we all liked it. Loved it. Uh, yeah, freaking Colin Farrell. You, I wouldn't even have known it was him if people didn't tell me. I think my dad watched the whole movie and, and I told him afterwards. And he had no <laughs> idea it was Colin Farrell. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's getting his own show. I don't know with the new HBO shakeup and everything yeah. if he still is, but yeah. he's going to. You're right. It might not be going through. But Colin Farrell's character as a penguin is like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Tom Cruise in Tropic Thunder. Like, yeah. I honestly didn't know it was him until like after the movie, dude. And that's what I liken it to. But yeah, 100%. I hope he gets that uh, spinoff, dude, because I was really interested in watching it. From what I read, Matt Reeves is almost done with the second script for the second movie, and the Penguin sequel is going to happen, and it's going to kind of 
be a bridge in between the first movie, the series, and then the sequel. So yeah, really excited to see Colin Farrell be the Penguin again. And about to chime in and say my biggest complaint about the Batman is I just saw that what it's going to come the sequels coming out in 2025, which seems like 40 years from now. Dude, in like late 2025, like November yeah, I, or something like that. I feel like we're supposed to get as fans at this point get excited about titles being released and like here's the title and we'll see you in eight years. And I'm like that. Oh yeah. Really do it for me. <laughs> well, that was like uh, Deadpool came out and they're like, yeah. Deadpool's coming out in two years. You're like, oh Jesus, guys, like. I remember like well, back when uh, it showed like Transformers trailer and you're like, oh shit. It does it does suck, dude, but there's so much stuff out there nowadays that I feel like you get that initial thought and it's disappointing, but then there's so much to kind of consume in the meantime, and then it comes back around like five years later or whatever, and you're like, Holy shit, that project's coming out now, and then it's cool. But then they're like Stay tuned for the sequel another four years later. <laughs> and you're just like, okay, fuck. Yeah, right. Well, Bobby, your randomizer fucked me because the Batman was my movie too. Yeah. And as much as I talk shit about superhero movies, I'm not really excited for the DC reboot. This is its own like standalone, not connected to anything, very gritty, real take on the character. I thought they knocked it out. Lightyear. Loved it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, Dave. Not Lightyear. But uh, my my second runner-up choice when I have to think of a movie that really stood out to me from last year, a lot of people did not like it, but Amsterdam. I thought it was a great film, man. Oh, I fucking oh. saw it in the theaters the case, with my please. wife. Yeah, it was just, I, I thought the acting was definitely, I don't know, strange, I guess, which isn't a good word to use when you're trying to make a good case for something, but it was just uh, different, different than anything else I'd seen in a while. And I thought the acting was really well done and it was just kind of like a kooky off the wall story with weird characters and i thoroughly enjoyed it i would watch it again this is exactly why i'm asking these because i feel like everybody has like these back takes like when some of the obvious ones get taken you're like i need to make the case so more people watch this and like already you kind of i mean the director alone is almost enough to get me in but like yeah john david washington of, man christian so bale good. so good uh, it was a good movie great movie nice 2022. Woo! I was going to pick one that you recommended a long time ago that I just watched, so I'm not going to count that one. But I just watched, uh, it was on Netflix, All Quiet on the Western Front. Ooh. And that movie... That's 10. That's a 10. Yeah, that movie was visually fantastic. I mean, Germany is putting out some bangers right now. And it's subtitled, obviously. Back then, my too. goodness. Yeah. <laughs> And my goodness, it's just visually great. It, it It is a great war movie all around, cinematography, visuals, sound effects. And it's really sad. And I remember learning about World War One back in uh, Brown Junior High, my history teacher, Mr. Oh, I was going to say Mr. Tidwell. Tidwell, thank you. We call him Mr. Tiddywell. Tiddywell, yeah. Uh, he taught us about something about the uh, the no man's land and the trenches. And just how fucking crazy that was, dude. How it's like just this stretch. The amount of people that died just to fight over this little tiny plot of land that that didn't even move. No one really gained any any land. And so many people died. And anyways, this movie really kind of portrayed that. And it was beautiful. It was sad. It hit all the good marks of a nice war movie. It really gave me Saving Private Ryan vibes. And uh, it was great. It's my choice. You know what 
it did for me that maybe uh, I wanted your feedback on that kind of poses the question. Has a has a war movie to you ever made war look so trivial before? Like it did for that. Like when I watched that movie, I was like, why would anybody ever like commit to a war? It just seemed like dude. so useless and like so yeah. ridiculous. Hundred percent, dude. But, it like, was you watch Saving Private Ryan, and there's still that like heroism. I'm messing this one up, but <laughs> heroics or heroism, um, whatever you know, patriotism or that like you feel proud of these people for doing this, mm-hmm. but it doesn't like you don't get that vibe from this movie. All you get is just like this is despair, dude. Just wasteful just so unnecessary and really when you look back at the history of it that the people in charge were just fucking assholes and just so much <laughs> wasted so much wasted life when, when the war was basically over and one of the sides was like we're gonna have a truce and one of the sides was like the general or whatever was like fuck that go go in and fight and kill mm-hmm. these dudes even though it was like we're done it's over and he's like no we're not go and kill them and so much lost life really good though i was really gonna good. say it was also really cool to see a story told from the german side well done too like us as americans kind of like what bobby said you're always seen from us as like these saviors and victors but like everyone on all sides did this horrific shit to get through it and they're all no one's not fucked up at the end and yeah like he's saying i think it shows it in like a gritty realness where you walk away you're like fuck like that's horrible why would anyone ever want to engage in that shit and mm-hmm. uh it's Crazy as World War One is, man, if you ever want to hear some really dope shit on it, um, Hardcore History with Dan Carlin. So good. Great War recommendation, Chris. Fucking Great awesome and terrifying and sad, but it's really, really cool and well done. So. Who would you, you say? you ever have like a long road trip, a long road trip, just download one episode of Hardcore History. Each podcast episode lasts like six and a half hours. Oh, oh my goodness. And he goes into detail. It's They're so dead, good. Though. The World War One one was fascinating. I listened to it all yeah. in my mom's That's house. That's cool. It was Crazy. I gotta check it out. I was drawing blanks, dude, when I was trying to think of shooting them too. <laughs> I was gonna my say my favorite movie. I mean, you know what? We had Lightyear. It was a year we had Lightyear. We had Top Gun. Great mm. flying films, bringing back Maverick. But I'm gonna go with another classic character who often gets overlooked, Mister. Weird Al Yankovic. Ooh. All right, guys. I don't know if you saw his film starring Daniel Radcliffe portraying him, but it was just an all-around laugh fest and, you know, caught that classic Weird Al energy. And the best part about it was Daniel Radcliffe portraying him and it just being so over the top, man. Uh, I don't know if you guys all got a chance to watch this or not, but I was really looking forward to it. It didn't disappoint on my end just because i knew it was going to be ridiculous and i was all about it but uh did you guys have a chance to catch this flick i did not but i feel like i need to now based on your reaction i mean it was definitely on my radar and i don't know why it slipped through i love daniel radcliffe i just saw fucking swiss army man for the first time so i know Mm. he can do some crazy over the top shit so i'll check it out very soon dave well, the well if you're the ratings for this movie were like phenomenal. Like mm-hmm. when you look at it, like you go to Rotten Tomato or whatever, and it's like, oh, the movie you need to see right now is the Weird Al Yankovic movie from the Roku channel. There's <laughs> a few eyebrows, but then it's like 94% people love this yeah, movie. Dude. I think it's it a combination good. of like Weird Al fans as well, and then Daniel Radcliffe portraying him. So you're like, it's intriguing. But also, if you're a fan of just Weird Al's like catalog and his classic like first hits 
it's so funny and like uh, a, a funny spin on how they do these music biopics nowadays, you know, and they goof on it in the classic Weird Al fashion and it's got his music remastered, some of the classics. So if you're a fan, check it out. And if you've never heard of Weird Al, please go check it out. Dude, like Chris said, man, we talked about it in our in our group chat and I was like, I'm going to watch this right now and then just life and whatnot. But yeah, the, the movie poster for it is amazing. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe, so glad he's somewhat getting out of that Harry Potter Harry Potter shadow. I don't know if he'll ever fully get out of it, but hopefully uh, people more so look back and be like, oh, yeah, you're the dude who played Weird Al. And yeah, I, I, I got to watch it myself, man. It looks hilarious just from the trailers and the some of the clips that I saw. So you're, de- definitely you're the clips. bloke. You're the bloke who played Weird Al, you is. Dude, Nick Cage, oops, Nick Cage. Daniel Radcliffe is the Nick Cage of our generation. And he's in so many movies. If you haven't seen Guns Akimbo, do your all selves a favor and go watch that shit. It, it's where I'm he literally, literally has, has fucking guns screwed to his hands. Um, <laughs> enough said, okay? I love that he got the Harry Potter money and now he just picks all these projects. He's like, that sounds really fun to do. I'm going to do it. Fuck it. Like, Oh yeah, Agreed. I've already yeah. made a big name for myself. I've already got the money, and I love all the <laughs> shit that he picks. He's got great taste in scripts, man. Could mm-hmm. you imagine uh, Daniel Radcliffe in Con Air? <laughs> I can see the meme right now of him with the wind blowing in his face. Like, <laughs> yeah. All righty, so we're gonna pass the shovel on to you, Uncle Bobby B. What was your uh, top movie of 2022? Man, all the pressure now wrapping up this category. Uh, I thought that some of my movies would be picked going last year, so I was pretty concerned. Um, at the top of the list, I thought I'm going to get picked as Top Gun Maverick. There's a few movies that you can stamp with a perfect movie, and I think that one is one. But I'm not going to go with that. Then I've been watching a lot of the Oscar contenders lately, like The Banshees of an Earnishman. Is that what that is on HBO? If you guys haven't watched that, that one's been so good and fun, hour and a half. Dude, that's a great movie. I just watched it too. It's good. Yeah, so good. Colin Farrell is amazing. Watch Tar. That was an acting job. Tour de force. Weird story, but just fun or whatever. But I'm going to go for my pick. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah, you have to. You have to. Was an absolute 10. I was pounding the table for this movie early on. Um, Anybody, I think the only thing you have to know going into this movie and the only thing you should know going into this movie is kind of a base level of the multiverse theory. Basically saying that any version of you or not you can exist out in the world so there's there's a other chris out there who's actually the real chris and vice versa and all the way weirdness to uh there's a version of ad that's a dog and a and a earth that's purple and red rather than blue and green um so they kind of take this movie or that idea on a low budget uh and build out this incredible universe that's funny and touching and so well acted and they're bringing actors through and it's one of those moments where you see this actor you're like how do i know him you're like oh my god this little boy from indiana jones yeah um it's data from goonies and he just does everyone puts their heart and soul into this movie and it is so perfect it's so good like the action's great the funny's great the 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 love between a family is great um and i can't recommend that movie enough and i am basically guaranteeing that it's going to win the oscars not that that means much anymore yeah, that is a. Uh, I mean, I'm for Michelle Yeoh and who you just mentioned. I always I apologize for mispronouncing him. Keen, who he I, I, fucking it up. I'm messing that up, but he's amazing. 
it's good to see they won the Golden Globes, and just that that movie deserves all the credit. And yeah, Alex, you mentioned earlier, Bobby had uh, recommended this one. I saw it that very weekend. You sent that text. I'm like, oh, I I saw a trailer for it. I was like, what the fuck is this movie? It looks insane. And saw it twice. I had to see it twice in theaters just because there's so much going on. Michelle Yeoh, like you said, the the bottom line of it, it's it's a family movie, and there's a lot of great action, a lot of the, the visual effects are so well done too. And you bring in like Jamie Lee Curtis and she's just, you know, we all know Jamie Lee Curtis from the Halloween movies, a bunch of other movies. And she just plays this like crazed role. And you're like, wow, like, you know, just all these actors that not that you forgot about, but maybe just aren't such household names these days and crushed it, man. So I really hope, you know, as you mentioned, Oscars, hopefully they just sweep it up and, Michelle Yeoh gets what she deserves. Oh, yeah. I mean, talk about literally each character has seven different characters. So you have like, you have you have them playing like Jamie Lee Curtis had that one character, but she had so many different roles in all of them. Like, I would almost argue, I think Jamie Lee Curtis might have been my favorite in that movie. And she's so good. Yeah. yeah, And it was just like, holy shit. She had a crazy range in it, too. Exactly. Like, so it's the movie you never even thought was possible when I think Bobby mentioned mm-hmm. it, like putting the multiverse of madness to, to, to shame. And oh, just, big time. And it just like, mm-hmm. I just watched it this week. So I like, yeah. I've been late to the party, but my goodness, like if that doesn't win best picture, then, you know, it's all political and it's all just right, whatever. Right, but my I'm goodness, not- dude. I'm late to the party myself. I honestly still haven't watched it, but I'm a big fan what? of the multi. I'm a big fan that's, of the multiverse. That is shocking. <laughs> I'm a big fan of the multiverse theory, and I'm an even bigger fan of data. So I'll be watching this. <laughs> Doctor Jones, probably, probably tonight. Probably. <laughs> I probably also the booby booby, booby traps. <laughs> you guys uh, need to watch it. Oopsies. Get a get a he- free trial for on Showtime. Okay. I think my best case for Dave to watch this is that the humor and the approach that they take is very akin to how Rick and Morty does the same. Like yeah. they, when yeah. they go like the, the Citadel of Ricks, like it's very similar on like the kind of the kind of characters that come out of that world and that thought process is very similar here. Dude, hot yeah. dog fingers! I need, I need to watch so it. Rick and Morty. Hot dog, hot dog <laughs> so fingers. Rick and Morty. Yeah, <laughs> and, and his feet. name is Key. <laughs> <laughs> he hui kwan i i apologize i was totally butchering that earlier but yeah he deserves it deserves it but yeah that movie is insanely awesome man dude solid pick i kind of had a feeling you're gonna pick that but yeah yeah i can I, I, I as much as i wanted to pick if it's not that it's top gun maverick but um that's just because of the beach scene mm-hmm. did see that one what Dog uh, football. Miles Teller <laughs> with the mustache. Yeah. <laughs> not bad. I mean, not not bad. You were Ooh, I'm gonna need a minute break. <laughs> I like I'm gonna need a 15 minute break. <laughs> Who wants a mustache ride? Alrighty, righty. the pick. Dave just wants that at the beginning of the episode so bad. He wants that. He wants that as a soundbite. That clip mustache. That prickle patch, baby. Oh my god. Mm. You guys are staring at the mustache. Come on, dude. They're shirtless. Get the fuck out of here. Hey, hey, we know what we like, Alex. Oh, so you're you're a, you're a nipple guy. I forgot. Yeah, dude, I'm bulge, bulge man all the way, dude. 
<laughs> I like that back bulge, man. Give me some, some booty. Oh. 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 <laughs> that brings us to round two. And honestly, I was super excited when the uh, order generator came out because this would have been my number one pick of the year of all things. And the next closest isn't even that close. Uh, for the TV show round, I'm going Severance. I think Ooh. this show is the best thing to come out this last year. It is so well written, so well directed by Ben Stiller, which is wild. But then when you think about heavyweights, you're like, it makes sense. <laughs> that, that has to do with weight loss or comedy. And the acting is phenomenal. The sets are phenomenal. Like it's the best thing that Apple uh, TV is doing. And the worst thing that they're doing is putting Timothy Chalamet in a commercial, talking that the best the way to pitch the show is weird. It drove me nuts when I saw that. So um, <laughs> quick elevator pitch for Severance. Basically what happens is a workforce goes to an office and as soon as they clock in, their brain turns off from the outside world and turns on their inside world brain. So you're basically two people. When you're inside, you can only do your work. And when you're outside the office, you can only live your personal life. And so when you start that, you think like, oh, that would be interesting. Um, like, it's nice that you could just focus on your work and know nothing about your outside person. You don't know their name. You don't know where they live. You don't know their favorite color um, and vice versa. Uh, but then the questions are, what would possess a person to choose opt into this sort of program? Um, why why would a workforce uh, or a, a company not want their workers to know anything about what they're doing? And it just starts asking so many questions and world building around that idea. Um, and the twists and turns of the seasons are phenomenal. Um, I can't say enough good things about this show. I think it's going to have a tremendous steam heading into season two, where basically the entire world is talking about it. And I would imagine that it's going to be Apple TV's biggest TV show, which isn't saying a lot at this point. I think it's that and like Ted Lasso. Um, <laughs> but, um, which is a good show, but um, this is this is going to, I think, take over the the world here. Yeah, Severance. I just the, the buzz around it, and just Adam Scott was on uh, the Dak Shepherd podcast, and he was praising it. Ben Stiller was on the Limitless podcast, and they were praising it. I'm like, God damn it, I, I got to watch this show now. Got Apple TV strictly because I wanted to watch it, and. Just the opening, how they're the introduction to Severance and how that whole process works, I thought was really well done. Very sterile, cold show. And the acting, as you mentioned, is so phenomenal. Adam Scott is just great, man. He's so good as, as a lead. So yeah, highly recommend Severance to anyone who hasn't seen it. Yeah. And I think, what was it a, a while ago, we were talking about shows or stuff where you, where you don't skip the intro, where you watch the intro. Severance was one of those where I never skipped the intro. I thought the intro was so cool yeah that it just i just kept you know i think we brought up peacemaker and uh i don't know what else but this was one of those shows where i watched me and my wife watched the intro i think I every think there's time an hbo show that you skip the intro like they just do that i don't know why who's on their opening credits team but every single one it's so good the last of us lately just came out yeah and i don't skip that oh, yeah. but i like the song from the game but it's just like you can't skip their intros mm -hmm. yeah i mean such a such a crazy show and talk about cliffhangers this show without adding spoilers has the ultimate fucking cliffhanger it's of like all empire strikes back types i need more right now Dude, <laughs> such good character development uh christopher walken come on like we might not be seeing him in too much shit because he's getting up there but just and who's his jesus <laughs> who's his love interest uh <laughs> who's the other guy from oh, uh jesus Mr. from Deeds. big lebowski yeah Mr. Oh, Deeds. I can't I the yeah oh fuck dude. John, he's the john turturro 
Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He's like, very, very sneaky. Don't understate. (laughs) Don't understate the sneakiness. Um, Great. Can I please uh, change your songs? Great actors, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's so well cast. It's an amazing show. I was going to say, you guys have successfully moved this to the top of my must watch list, man. Yes, bro. So good. It's so good. Mm -hmm. I was going to go along those same lines and say, I've seen the, uh, you know, when you're on Apple TV, Severance, and I, like all of us here, love Adam Scott and everything I've ever seen him in. So I, I should have given this a click already, but we were talking a little bit off air about the Rick and Morty episode. And um, I was talking with somebody and they were saying there were similarities in the episode where they have the night versions of them that wake up and they're sleeping and these guys get up and do all their chores and all their dirty work. And when they wake up, all that shit's done and they can just live their lives. So it's saving them a lot like of time. Six pack abs and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, so there's uh, a lot listen- of, yeah, there's a lot of parallels I think, but I haven't seen Severance yet and I, I need to tune into it, obviously. But uh, yeah, top of my list too. Listeners can't see the anger on my face when you just brought up that Rick and Morty point because I think I've watched like this latest season a few times through and the fact that I'm like, oh, this is my number one item and favorite thing last year and I don't put the connection to that they literally did Severance <laughs> and <laughs> did no, no sort of allusion to it. And like, I'm I'm very disappointed in myself and yeah, I'm going to go sit in the corner for a minute and pout. <laughs> I think uh, the next pick is Dave. Second pick, favorite TV show of the year. Okay, guys. So I watch a lot of different, a wide variety of shows from junk reality television shows. Can we say uh, fucking MILF Manor? Goddamn weird ass show, but I can't stop watching it. Okay. Um, But I will go ahead and pick kind of controversial, I will say, for a lot of different reasons. And that's why I do kind of like to pick it. But the Jeffrey Dahmer fucking series, dude. I felt like uh, Evan Peters did an amazing, that's his name, right? the actor i feel like he did an amazing job portraying jeffrey dahmer i feel like that's such a crazy headspace to get in and they did as best as they could accurately trying to portray it and it was just really fucked up but then also there's the flip side where i always go back and forth with the victims and rehashing it one more time and how you know descriptive this was and the fascination we do have as a society with these cases you know and they did a really good job so it it did have me captivated dude and the next chapter they do i i will be tuning in but it does raise those questions and i i like it for all of those reasons but um i'm pretty sure did you guys all have a chance to watch that i think we all did right yeah i once again did not watch this <laughs> Dahmer, Dahmer is damn son really good as dave was saying make your skin crawl but uh, like it's one of those shows you're like, I don't know if I'd recommend just because it's right. heavy. It's so I heavy. Couldn't, I couldn't watch it again, dude. And like Fix said, you have to take it in doses. Even when it was new, like right off the bat, dude, it gets into it. And so it's like, maybe you can watch like two episodes and you're like, all right, I'm, I'm changing this up. But for those reasons too, it's like, you know, it's it's an intriguing thing. It's something that you like shouldn't be, wa- almost shouldn't be watching, but you can't stop watching in essence. And the art form of acting and the portrayal of of just all of that dude and the reenactment for the time period like there's so much positive to it but also just surrounding such a negative thing and giving somebody like him the spotlight one more time you know that's why you're kind of torn for a lot of reasons but they did a really amazing job though with the series but it it is hard to watch because they did such a good job yeah see that's the thing is i've watched such an in-depth documentary about this before and it's so dark that i was like i don't really need to know if i need to revisit this story again you know what i mean 
but I've heard yeah, nothing yeah. but good things about it as far as like the production and the storytelling and the acting. So I think Evan Peters is like the reason to watch the show. Like it's just yeah. one of those things where like watching him do it is like worth the time. But other than that, it's there's a billion different murder stuff out there that you can dive into. But that's the kind of thing that set it apart for me. Agreed. Maybe. Oh shit. There was a lot of great TV out there. The one that sticks mm-hmm. to my mind is another HBO classic was season two of Euphoria. Oh, oh wow. Oh, I thought you were about to throw another I thought you're throwing another HBO one out there but okay good stuff baby well yeah that was hbo um and yeah season two if of euphoria i don't know if you guys have all seen season one and two pretty fucking dramatic like crazy where you're like holy shit like high schoolers do this shit what i know we were like doorbell ditching and fucking you know playing sardines and stuff but these guys are like doing some hardcore stuff but the internet is we got yeah i mean this show is very well done i think the just the drama level and the characters all the acting is phenomenal the character development and i mean season two just knocked it out of the park there's so many people on there i can't even remember their names um zoe or zendaya 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 thank you were you gonna say zoe uh what's what is it like uh, uh, chanel (laughs) zoe zoe 101 or something What's but that that show was his um, name right now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. She was in uh, what's, that, one, uh, what's that girl's name? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not good with names. We know this. And but this show is fantastic. It makes you super uncomfortable. And I I love mm-hmm. any movie or TV that that just puts you in a spot that you just feel awkward and so uncomfortable. I mean, it's not it's so far past sexualness and nudity that it just things that you're like, oh my God, like this is so, I don't know if cringe is the word, but great show. They do, it is, it is um, almost a lot to take in visually. And it's almost like one of those shows that uh, I feel like pushes the limits. Like as we were growing up, there was a certain shows at times where people were like, oh, I can't believe they did that. And now in retrospect, it's not as bad. (laughs) And I feel like that's the show of this age, even though it is crazy shit on there, dude. Oh yeah, this (laughs) show is uh, very crazy. But at this, at this, same time i feel like there is an element of truth to a lot of it especially with like drug addiction and being young and getting into like these hardcore shit and like opiates and opioids and mm-hmm. stuff so yeah it really does show a lot of drug use problems too. oh yeah it does raise awareness man and you know that's why that show is so good too because there is for as crazy as the story gets it does get very real and it's very raw and the, those kids yeah. or mm-hmm. those young actors did like such a great job and their roles portraying that yeah yeah and that actress who is transsexual um i i i didn't even know at the first season you know i i was i didn't know and looked more into it and i was like that's fucking awesome good for her and i was like and great actress yeah Yeah, <laughs> like one of you guys was saying, the show does a really good job at like putting you in situations and making you feel like I don't, I don't know if cringe was a good word for it because I always have like a negative connotation with that word, but definitely uncomfortable. Like gives you anxiety yeah. and it makes you feel like you're in that situation. And I got really into British TV for a while for a period, and the Br- British version of that show Skins reminded Skins, me of this a lot. Dude. It, yeah, Skins. Uh, oh shit! With Nicholas Holt. Nicholas yeah, Holt's yeah. The first yeah. few seasons oh. of that show were a lot like this: just British kids getting into fucking drugs and alcohol 
alcohol and almost mm-hmm. wrecking their lives, basically. And it's very interesting to see. I think HBO's you know production value and storytelling on it is obviously a step above. But uh, I'm excited for season three, man. I really enjoyed this one. Ooh, mm-hmm. it's not to be the bearer of bad news, but a lot of problems with the production and the uh, between the directors and actors and writers on that one. So could oh, be canned. Could no. be canned. Dude, yeah, I mean, even if I, I want to lie though, if they ended it where they did, it'd almost be for the better, man. Because what yeah, if they went on to this next story. season? But um, yeah. I yeah, love maybe how- one more season i don't know i like how I they ended the last finale though with that last episode with uh jed apatow's daughter who uh i forget her who name the, now. Play? the play is so yeah, good with the play dude and dude, all that oh, drama yeah. With play. yeah the last season was i mean the whole show is crazy but the last season i mm-hmm. really enjoyed and then also um just fucking ashtray uh fucking oh. His oh, little yeah, spoilers, dude, dude. So yeah dude. i mean yeah no spoilers but but we'll get to attached <laughs> Yeah, we'll just say he graduates <laughs> and gets a great career and becomes well. a dental hygienist. Yep. Yeah, like <laughs> very, yeah, uh, very great pick, Alex. Yeah, great show. Very curious. Love to other Chris. I think I somebody might throw out what I thought you were gonna say when you. Said I'm very HBO. curious of what Chris is gonna pick, man. Oh, very oh, is it curious. on me? My, is it on me? Yeah, it's your it turn, Chris. Too. Dude, I thought uh, there was a lot of good shows that came out, and I thought long and hard about this one, man. But I'm going super cliche for me. All right, I'm doing fucking Andor, man. It was so good. I can't oh, lie. Yeah, good. I think good. I think most people are burned out on star wars and don't really care about these characters and kind of passed it up but it was the such a not disney show man they went dark and they told a good story there's not jedis and superpowers it's just people getting oppressed and how far you let yourself get pushed before you'll fucking do whatever it takes to push back and i thought it was a great show and i'm really really waiting for season two it's a super slow burn people so give it a chance the I don't great have thing... a ton to say on this show, but the one thing I do, and it's very obvious, is that the reason I loved um, Rogue uh, Rogue One so much out of anything that's come out of the Disney properties is because it was like, for the first time, it kind of showed like the like the tolls that these battles actually take. Like it wasn't what's the what's the Star Trek thing if they're wearing the red like the red badges or whatever you get. Uh, oh, yeah, it's like yeah, they're going to be killed. Yeah, right. You're disposable, and that's like the plot armor around so many Star Wars characters. Absurd, like literally Princess Leia floating through outer space to other things. They alive. Like it gets out of hand sometimes, but. Like Rogue One did such a good job of staying grounded, and that's what this show did. It was like finally, like you're showing boots on the ground, people, real stories, and it's and the plot armor. Like at any time, you feel like your character could get got, which is what you want in the show. Yeah, it was very well yeah. done. Yeah, to going back to kind of what you're saying, Chris, about being burned out on Star Wars, it doesn't feel like Star Wars, and that's not a bad thing. It's like you're you don't you know have as you mentioned Jedi's and, and you know Sith or you know I think Mandalorian is doing a good job of kind of playing both, but I feel like with Andor, as you guys mentioned, it's a down to, uh, I can't say Earth, but it's like a, a grounded show. And just, dude, Diego Luna as Andor Cassian is he's so fucking good, man. Just just the the grit that he has and just the the passion of playing like a torn character and just the just the overall. It's like you're, you're watching this and you know there's like no hope. They're 10 years into the Empire and you're just like, dude, they still got 10 more years of the Empire being at the height of their power. But 
but you see the little glimpse of hope, you know, of the rebellion starting to be created. And that's what I love about this show. So, so looking forward to season two. I like that it's popular too, because when Disney brought the Star Wars property, like people, the people who had hope for this sort of merger acquisition were like, there are so many, it's a galaxy far, far away. The people are talking about like, oh, you could do an entire series or movie on the Cantina Bar band. And like, that could be interesting. Like you could just pick a random Damn. person and yeah. on some, you can do it. Dude, be, you go to- a behind the music on the Cantina uh, <laughs> Bar <laughs> band. A bit, or That'd like, be so awesome. One off episode. Like, yeah, see, you can do something like that. It doesn't have to have the Skywalker or right. the friends or the mm-hmm. solos like you can go and do something totally different um and somebody also not to ramble on made the case of like every time you do a story off of or you build off of like the skywalker legacy like you tarnish the original like heroics yeah. that they did because right. you're just repeating it again like it didn't matter that they blew up the death star 30 years ago because yeah. they had to do it again 30 more years later like those, with a bigger bigger better one now right. that's a plan yeah, right you know? right right so it just makes it inconsequential now raise the most important person that ever lived not Luke which is fine but like it, mm-hmm. it, it, you could do so many different things that was the hope I think with uh, the Mandalorian but then I think they struck literal gold with Grogu or whatever and that thing is yeah. a cash cow so yeah. you're going to lean right into that but I mean I, was, <laughs> I think I'm so excited that this show is picking up steam because it shows that like move away from like the yes. known property a little yes. bit more well, and like for, explore for all your points you made there man is why I haven't watched Andor even to these guys saying it's <laughs> the best Star Wars thing but I just got I out of all the new property I thought Rogue One was the best out of the movies out of everything they produced I enjoyed that the most and then uh, they came out with uh, this new series and I definitely want to watch it but all the in between I definitely enjoyed Mandalorian and then obviously was we all were super stoked for Obi-Wan so much so that we kind of watched it through Rose you know we we were a little biased dude. solo I'm, uh, i was <laughs> biased man that just sucked no but in the beginning the first couple episodes don't lie you were like okay these suck but it's gonna pick up because that was such a drop ball dude and in, in all of our opinions and so i was like i'm done for a while watching star wars and or i was like this could maybe has the rogue one connection but i was like i have just wasn't feeling it and you guys all recommended it i'm gonna binge watch it but i still haven't watched one episode yet but i definitely mm-hmm. trust everybody's opinion here and i'll I'll uh, be giving it a watch for sure. All right. Well, what about you, Fig? Ooh, there's uh, a lot of great stuff. A lot of great stuff. We've talked about some stuff over the year and it's hard, man, to say what was my favorite. But I would say something that kind of makes me make it easier is something I couldn't stop watching. And even when the finale came out and it was split apart, I spent four fucking hours watching it. And that was season four of Stranger Things, man. I would say I I love this series. The first season, you know, again, we talked about this before. First season was great. Second season was pretty good. Third season was it's enjoyable. But I really feel like season four is where it came into its own. And they have a lot of story arcs, a lot of different moving parts that eventually get the whole crew back together. And Vecna just thought was a a great villain. Great, Great homage to classic 80s movies. And yeah, like I said, just I couldn't stop watching it. Every day after work, I'm like, we got to watch this next episode. Oh, season finale cool two months later or a month later it's like actually this is the actual season finale because we talked about it for like oh fuck i didn't know it was split up and it was like a two episode thing sat there for four hours to watch that and yeah stranger things season four man just hit me in the feels dude this was my other choice that i was going back and forth between choosing so i fully support you in this decision man i i agree that the show is amazing amazing season three was good but i the, a dip in quality i'd say and then season four came back just so 
so fucking good, man. I could not wait in the time period between the first half of the season and the second half of the season. And they just all of it knocked out of the park. I really don't have any big complaints about it. I just have to say one thing that that was so fucking crazy about the finale and sorry to ruin a small thing for everybody. But man, when the bully got ripped in half, dude, by the fucking Mm -hmm. ground opening, I was like, whoa, we're going dark now, man. (laughs) Wild scene. Yeah, I think uh, I kind of almost fell off the Stranger Things with almost the same complaint that I brought up with uh, the Star Wars uniform verse with this plot armor where like you knew that none of the real kids or Hopper or um, Winona Ryder's character none of them are ever going to get killed like maybe their siblings like maybe Barb like they we kill off a bee always a bee because Billy and Barb and all these different people but like nobody had like major consequences and like we had a joke in my office like when Hopper dove into that like plasma bomb thing it was like was Hopper alive or was he super alive like because there's no way they're going to kick off the best actor on the show Um, but this show got so good that you didn't care that they were all going to survive you were just along for the journey and like the music was fun the, the, the production value was through the roof like everything about the acting for these kids was phenomenal like it was just such a great season and I, I couldn't agree more from having this on this list yeah all the way agree with all you guys I, I don't remember the part like you were saying to get ripped up but the scene where homeboy was in his trailer and he was gonna sell that girl weed or something that was the moment where like she got like broken apart and her eyeball sucked in I was like holy shit shit like this is (laughs) disturbing like this is a not rated r but you know where something's like it doesn't have to be rated r for it to be disturbing and creepy and just make you feel like very like a horror movie yeah mine Mm -hmm. was at uh the end alex that bully that the white bullies knocked out on the ground and it's when the world goes to shit and the ground rips open and he's right there and you can kind of blink and you miss it but it goes right over him and just Uh, rips his whole fucking body in half dude you're like oh fuck okay now i remember i remember yeah and then this show too dude that cliffhanger at the very end you know some shit's about to just go down do the upside down not so upside down anymore yeah no the way the way they leave uh max too dude she's just like completely fucked yeah and uh season uh, season five's the end right yeah Yeah, right yep it's over which is good good yeah 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 Yeah. don't drag it out yeah everybody's gonna die maybe you'll get your payoff bobby and some main characters will just get waxed i feel at least half Okay. Yeah, but I was right. Sad, I was right but... there with a uh, fig too, man. When this shit came out, I had to just keep watching it and binging it. Like I couldn't stop. When I had free time, I just threw it on until I was done with it. And it was a fun ride from beginning to end. Almost paying mm-hmm. homage to a uh, fucking uh, Freddy Krueger too with that character with Vecna mm-hmm. as dude, well. Yeah. So, dude, when Sean Astin's character died though, guys, that was pretty fucking rough though. I guess he wasn't a main character, uh, but man, but that was in the second in season, season two or three two mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that was rough as fuck though yeah dude poor, it showed him like guy. getting his guts just like his ripped name is, i think his name was bob right so you have bob oh, and or billy there's a b character <laughs> in season five they're just done they're red <laughs> they're, <shirts. laughs> they're done they're done um it's like the person has sex in a horror film you just can't have a b name i'm out I'm uh-huh. <laughs> um i don't think the guy who was like the the dunson dragons club president, yeah dude i, I mean barb name. barb yeah, yeah. shit you're right you guys are right yeah. eddie i mean eddie, oh, yeah, eddie, eddie yeah he broke the he, curse he broke the he broke curse, the curse but he was cool as fuck, I, unless he's I'm, not really dead yeah <laughs> gonna bring back. Be that would be back. so cheap <laughs> <laughs> his real name's bedward Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Hey, so I was gonna say when Alex threw out HBO, I thought you were gonna say 
White Lotus the second season, dude. Well, that's a good show. Both or House of Dragons. Season. Dragons season. Almost in the no one said House of Dragons either. House of Dragons. I was. Uh, I thought, House of Dragons, I, yeah. I was curious of what Chris. I thought it was either going to be Andor or House of Dragons, is my thought. Right. Oh, man. Hey, I just, mean. Andor is just so good to me because I'm the same as you guys. I loved Rogue One so much. It's the best thing Disney did, Star Wars wise. And I just felt like this was just like more. Here's more Rogue One I mean, for you. Righteous Gemstones was another HBO program, oh, too. Yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Jesus, oh, too. Yeah. Rings of Power. Rings of Power. I know that it started slow. Started slow, but the end was good. The end was good. Mm-hmm. The battle scene. Dude, I good. liked Rings of Power. Yeah. We I'm, brought I'm still so. waiting for season two to be sold on Rings of Power. Yeah, I mean, I was... if, yeah, a billion dollars later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not a billion dollars worth satisfied, I'll tell you that. No, I, mean, I agree with you there. Yeah, so heading into the third round, this one's kind of an open-ended one, open for interpretation, but we're a bunch of well-rounded guys here. So just something that you really like this series, or a hobby you picked up, All right. uh, concert you went to, show, comedy series. Um, I don't know, maybe you picked up a sort of playing the piano or uh, a beer that you can't stop thinking about. Just something that you dig. That is a very wide, very wide Wide, open selection. All righty. So I'll kick things off. Not straying too far from what we're currently talking about, but recently they just opened up a new museum here in LA, the Academy Award Museum. And it's just right up my alley i'm sure your guys is too i just love seeing old hollywood film cinema and just everything behind the scenes i mean there was a, a ton of just memorabilia that you could see the original like c3po in a statue they had sets that tim burton built for the 1989 batman and I didn't know there were sets oh. like when they're showing uh, Bruce Wayne's manor and stuff like that. So just a lot of those items, just very unique museum, very cool to see. Like I mentioned, just everything up our alley film and whatnot. So yeah, the Academy Award Museum, if you guys ever in LA, um, I say check it out if you have time. But yeah, that's uh, that'd be something I was digging on this I visited, I would want to say, I think it was like in, in, in like the summertime. And also too, they had a, it's not there anymore, but they had a studio Ghibli kind of a pop-up section for it. And that was amazing. Um, I'm a big fan of Studio Ghibli. So to see some still panels and just things of that sort. So yeah, I'm going to throw that out for, uh, Something I'm digging on. Is it like a permanent place now, or is it is it just like an exhibition that's coming through? It's a uh, it's permanent now. Yeah, oh, that's sick. It's in a nice. old yeah, cool. old old LA like what would have been like a Sears back in like the 50s. They had p- pictures the, of you it. You take the five to get there. Do you take the five to get there? Um, Santa Monica Boulevard. I'm trying to think. It was on uh, a <laughs> Wil- Wilshire Boulevard. How? Wherever, yeah, I, I'm I, sure, yeah, yeah. I'm take an hour to get there, yeah. Unless you go on like a PCH. Saturday at like at like ten, PCH, yeah, you know, PCH, not, yeah. not not too bad. So yeah. Nice. <laughs> Love the out, pick, man. Chris. What about you? The random. All right. So I tried to think of something random, and I I got it, man. It might be near you, and if it is, you need to try it. Chiba Hut. Have you guys heard Ooh, of this? Yeah, I fucking no, love Shiba Hut, dude. dude. It's Shiba my spot. Hut is amazing. It. So it's a weed-themed sandwich chain restaurant, and you might get turned what? off by that and think you're like, "Oh, it's a novelty." You know, they got this weird theme going on, but they are the most delicious fucking sandwiches of all time. They're so good. Uh, discovered it a few months ago, and I go there a lot. They have really good beer on tap. They have a bar section mm-hmm. too, and they have just the most amazing sandwiches. But every single worker there is just. Stone to the gills, dude, for sure. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's good. Spot. Where, 
Where is this located at? Uh, there's one if you're familiar with the Henderson area by the on Stephanie by the by the Chick Fil A. Okay, and that is the, the California too. Fig. Like the sure. sandwich sizes are like joint blunt, you know, like all, all all the sandwiches are like <laughs> different weed strain names and shit. So it's very like you know on the nose or whatever. But it really is a the best new sandwich place I've discovered in years. So these sandwich these sandwiches sandwich are what was that? Sorry, Chris, do you have a go-to sandwich there? Oh, the Cali rack? Mist. Dude, the Cali Mist. It's like a spicy yeah, club Cali sandwich. Mist, yeah. It's delicious. Oof, oof. Mm-hmm. Dude, oh, yeah, I dude. just looked it up. There's one 20 minutes for me, dude. Gotta go. Gonna go tomorrow. Dude, it's um, it. that's <laughs> got that's that what you need lead. to do. Uh, and ahead. to Chris's to Chris's point too, the beers <laughs> they have on tap are really good great like selection really, yes. yeah mm-hmm. yeah they have one right next to me um you got to get the cali mist chris but they have a jamaican red sauce for another sandwich oh yeah get the cali mist mm-hmm. with jamaican jamaican red sauce. the jamaican red is mm-hmm. good and so making me horny widow. baby hey. <laughs> if you get the white widow with jamaican red sauce they call it the red widow also oh, keep wow. a hut. sponsor us we'd love to be sponsored. what is it yeah. uh, <laughs> the poca, poca <laughs> take a free poca lolo or poca lulu or whatever that's my jam dude with the yeah, yeah. and the other one with the pineapple with the teriyaki and the chicken they I got the that. uh so good the one it's called the grape grape ape and it's meatballs with grape jelly they also oh, make a, a peanut butter Sound, and jelly sounds fire yeah yeah I, I do thoroughly fucking love that spot and that new one on stephanie dude is so good i've been there like four times since they opened in hasn't disappointed me since mm-hmm. uh, and they got great vegetarian options Chris already won this round. It's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck the Academy Award Museum. Let's go to the yeah. <laughs> Nice. Alex, live up to that. <laughs> all right. Well, I was thinking hard about all the cool things that I didn't do this year or last year. But one big one that for me and my mom's birthday, uh, early November, we drove to L.A. and we got to see Elton John perform his last Sick. U.S. concert at the Dodger Stadium. Oh, his oh, yeah. very last concert? That's hella dope, dude. That's it was his sick, last dude. American concert. Still. Um, yeah, that's yeah. sick. Still. Homeboy is fucking up there, and I want to say he's in his 70s. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, dude, it was great. Never been to Dodger Stadium. My mom's a huge Elton John fan, so it was so cool to get to take her there. And, man, he put on an amazing show. It was great. He had some guest guest. Uh, appearances and it was a great time got a dodger dog which is just a fucking hot dog um but uh it was still a great show definitely one of the most memorable memorable moments of 2022 for me dude hell yeah yeah watched it uh watched the live stream on uh disney plus i believe it was and he yeah Put on a great show. Only small complaint, man. He didn't play any songs from Lion King, dog. I know it's uh, not. It's, you know? <laughs> Everything else yeah, is so awesome. Can, can you feel the love tonight? I mean, come I, on. Mickey Mouse isn't giving up those rights. Mickey Mouse yeah. isn't giving up those <laughs> Dude, he played all his hits, though. Like, Yeah, no, he did. Minus amazing Lion job. Doesn't sound like it. Yeah. Well, yeah, minus yeah. <laughs> minus minus a few. I mean, but <laughs> only for '90s kids. Uh, uh, everyone else is probably like, "Fuck Lion King." I don't give a fuck about those songs. <laughs> Not to get like overly deep about it. Like when I thought about this category, like this is kind of the exact same. The thing I was hoping for is because uh, we got shut down for so long uh, that it feels like you forgot what it's like to go to concerts, and so to get out mm-hmm. there again and like now make a memory with your mom, like it's awesome. So cool. Have, yeah. Have your it first was, Dodger uh, dog. It was fun. 
Dodger dog, yeah. First yeah. Dodger dog, man. Bro. Yeah, I got two, dude. Glizzy Gladiator. Hell yeah. Yep, just <laughs> double fisting glizzies. Glizzy yeah, gulping. And down glizzies. <laughs> Can I say that's my favorite glizzy. word I discovered in 2022? It's glizzy. <laughs> glizzy. Awesome. <laughs> my mom oh, yeah. knew about that slang word. She's like, I'm going to get a glizzy. I'm like, what the what? What is a glizzy? She's <laughs> like, a hot sure dog. I thought it was a sexual term when my, yeah. I heard it. I was like, oh, that's what is that? Is that some sexual shit? of sexual and hot I thought dog it sounded like a time. gun, dude. Like, and by hot dog, you mean dick, right? And they're like, yeah. nope, just like hot dog. deep throating, deep throating. I, say, I thought dog. it was like a, a new slang term for a guns. Like, I, I say strapped with two glizzies, son, 24 <laughs> 7. You just pull out two hot dogs. Yeah. He's, a He's a hungry guy. You're like ball prank, <laughs> uh, ballpark, or, or Nathan's. Uh, what do you prefer? God. Can you glizzies here? Hey, these glizzies kosher or what? <laughs> if you pay, uh, you can make a glizzy sexual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. That's the best way to enjoy it. Ooh, do you want to glaze this glizzy girl? <laughs> and Dave works, has been right? Dave Dave has been canceled once again. <laughs> oh, once again. Always bounce back. We made it halfway through the pod this time. <laughs> Always bounce um, back. For me. My choice. I know you guys has kind of been a little bit of experience wise and stuff, but mine only rolls around ever so often, and it's going to be the World Cup. Um, it was great oh, to see. Yeah, it was great to see our boys back, young, great fucking youthful squad with a lot of players that play overseas now you know it's it's great to see these building blocks hopefully we'll keep building upon it but it's almost that classic tale of even how we exited it's like we still i feel like could have done better but that's always a positive dude but just the overall tournament as well being back watching soccer where it was the controversy with outsiders doing things they shouldn't be doing over in that country there was a lot of wild things outside of the games themselves but um i love to see uh messy finally walk away with that world cup win i know if you're not a messy fan you probably won't agree but i thought that was a fitting into it and so i really enjoyed it man and i'll i'll miss it until it comes back which it's always a fucking long ass wait but uh the matches guys... were so even this this go around yeah. too there were so many overtimes and so many golden goals and so many uh, uh shootouts even though, i mean the, the finale was a shootout was it not which not what you want but dude what a picture perfect yeah dude yeah a few upsets too man that were really Mm -hmm. great and yeah it's uh funny waking up at like six in the morning to like watch some of these games or uh i sent you guys a picture i went to there's a it's called american outlaws or a like a fan group i guess you would say for the usa team they always put on events so it's like getting somewhere and just being around a crowd of people who are all rooting for the same mm-hmm. team it's so so energetic and fun i know back in the day we used to watch some world cup soccer with each other so it kind of brought back those memories but yeah man what a what a great world cup man dude and messi finally getting his and just establishing the the goat man you feel like everyone was into it this year too like even people i know that aren't normally into soccer or the world cup like Almost like what you were talking on, Bobby. Like everyone's so locked away for so long. Like it was something like, oh, we can all enjoy this and sports are here. And I don't know. It was a good time for sure. Especially when it seemed like it was going to be set up for a disaster too with like how the stadium was built and like all the controversy surrounding it. Like although it did still have this cloud over it, it was still like the entire world was like, F those guys, fuck those guys, but we're going to enjoy this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was a great memory. I don't know if it was four years ago, eight, I think probably eight years ago, driving all the way to Bobby B's house in the, in the Green Valley. Yeah, I think, we're I think we'd watched. Uh, 
Oh, well, damn, bro. Yeah, that's wild. Wild. Yeah. Your freaking dad, your dad cooked up some breakfast, dude, some, and we watched. Mm, uh, do some math. Dude, yeah. I've been in, I've been in California for eight years. Yeah, that's and it twelve. Def- it definitely was twelve that. years. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we're old. That is wild. We're old. We're old. We're old. <laughs> <laughs> it never hurts too when USA is back in the tournament, man, which was very exciting. And like I said earlier, US just the talent on that squad. Yeah, just the talent on the squad too is very promising so it'll be exciting to see where team usa can take it moving forward but also just like you guys were saying the tournament all just overall a lot of really good games a lot of uh crazy upsets as well so just a lot of drama dude a lot of good soccer so at a time where i felt like we were all ready for it too I came up with this category. Now I hate my picks. <laughs> um, no, so dude. I uh, um, I want a little bit of a soapbox moment. I want everybody to still remain within their means, but I, I, I always encourage people like we covet and want to hold on to as much money as we can. Uh, you earn it. It's hard to make. Uh, and so it's not the easiest to spend, but something I did um, last year, every month, uh, at least once a month, I'd go out to dinner with friends and it was like a nice meal. It wasn't like, oh, we're just, it could, we could have gone to talk. One time we did just go to a taco joint or whatever. It was just a fun, but like to go experience like new places to eat and like some fine dining, some casual, some like hip new bar that was in town, like to get together with your friends. I know that we all had like adult duties now with parenthood and stuff like that, but I think uh, coming out of the other side of the pandemic and having all these new restaurants open up because unfortunately a bunch closed and now there's just a whole bunch of things much like the sandwich shop that you're bringing up is like there's all these new places out there and so getting out and just trying something totally new um, and I really like to cook and so it's kind of inspired me in new ways to like experiment a little bit more or, like find things that were like mind-blowing like I had this piece of picacho bread that like I almost cried it was so delicious I was like I couldn't believe it I ordered two more <laughs> like the guy thought it was crazy so like you just find these things and uh to kind of pull and bring it back to the soapbox part um you'll never think about like the hundred dollars that you spent on that meal or getting that extra drink at that dinner with your friends uh but like i I think about those nights all the time right now and so like you can do a ramen night or eat half of the sandwich that you bought from with the siva sandwiches and then eat the other half the next day but uh like the time that's spent like that's probably the thing like not to sound so hokey but uh um yeah can't, can't really make that back so um you can't take the money with you uh but you uh, can leave the memories i guess behind not to get too sentimental uh so definitely encourage everybody to get back out and like try some new restaurants eat some different food eat something everybody this year should eat something that they've never eaten before whether it's like a cricket taco or something weird just to say you had oh. it and have the story oh yeah man i dig that yeah nice all right yeah, now we can spit some hate <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man that was uh, well done oh well no 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 I like everybody else's picks better, and I feel like now I'm behind and getting. I'm almost packing my bags to get on the boat to head off the island. Oh, oh man, we're worried here. You now, we man. go to like uh, <laughs> trivia and stuff a lot here together, and like hit up food trucks and shit. And those are some of my absolute favorite nights of the year. Yeah, so I'm just, totally with you, dude. It's like you you think about it, and like going out is a hassle. It sucks. Like you don't want to leave, and you have to get dressed after work or shower and change your clothes and make sure the dogs are fed or the kids are taken care of. And you're just like this. This is such a hassle. Is it worth it and then as soon as you're out the door you're like why don't i do this more often or when you're coming back yeah. in you're just like this was this was time well spent money well spent and so you'll always make more money you'll always but like yeah you, you, sometimes your friends move away like sometimes you don't you don't know what's coming next so take advantage of it and like try some stuff new you know well put oh, yeah. man well put nice. definitely all right now i really want to spit some hate <laughs> mm-hmm. um so to kind of round this out in a fun one way uh 
this if this podcast has taught me anything, there's a lot of differencing opinions. Oftentimes, Alec hates his own picks himself. <laughs> <laughs> so, what can I say? Um, to but we really love you. pay homage to this podcast, I wanted to make sure that we brought in something that maybe the general crowd really liked. It either you haven't got on board yet, haven't taken the time to watch, or just like maybe gave it an episode or two, and you're like, I don't, I do not get what all this hoop hoopla is about. So, the word term on my part, real hip word hoopla there. Um, so I'll kick it off. The show that I just cannot get behind, no matter how many people tell me, it's gotten so freaking annoying, is Yellowstone. And if another yes. person tells me, it's true. Hey, <laughs> thank you. In yeah. the goddamn face. Every person who recommends the Yellowstone to me, I can tell other favorite shows are Sons of Anarchy and The Walking Dead. Like, it's <laughs> the same crowd who's recommending this show and I watch it. I've watched the first two or three episodes two or three times. I'm like, what are they talking about? It's not that great acted. The story's tired. It's just like, this is like a poor man's succession. This is a poor man's, um, I don't know, all these other shows that are great out. And there's, this is the golden age of television and you're telling me this is the show that all of America loves and I'm so goddamn tired of it. And I almost just want to watch it just so I can have the full thing in the fate, but I can't bring myself to. So that that is my pick of hater at the haters ball <laughs> for 2022 i cannot stand uh yellowstone it's your parents favorite show dude and it, also yeah. anyone you know who has bad taste it's their favorite show <laughs> thank you dude, dude, yeah the season four i think me and my wife watched up to season four and the end of season four i was up to was season pissed, four dude. damn yeah. well, but you're a really five. big fan There's of the five show seasons, yeah. guys, come on. Well, I'm just saying the show gets the show gets more and more dramatic to the point that you hate the characters and certain characters I just hate. And I even looked up like Reddit and you go to it to see if anybody else is feeling the same and go to Yellowstone on Reddit and you'll see a bunch of people being like, what You're in the, the fuck? I want to call myself a fan at all. I didn't like the show, oh, but at the end of season four, <laughs> and I'm just, uh, I lead the Reddit page as moderator. But season no, four, I'm episode 145. Yeah. Kevin Costner is going to write me back very soon. Hey, hey, if you're going to hate something, you got if you're gonna hate something you gotta watch it though okay no they're, they're just, they're, your uh friends close and your enemies closer to <laughs> there's obviously right, got to be something to it though because you do hear a lot of people recommend it but to bobby's point oh, the people gosh. that recommend it to me kind of turn me off too because it is people where i'm like i don't know if i bunch of racists <laughs> i'm just fine <laughs> Yeah, but like yeah it is like an older crowd most of the time like my parents love it so instantly i'm kind of like all right like i could try to but like yeah i just get turned off especially when a lot of people say like have you watched yellowstone so i'm like it sounds like some generic ass show to me dude that i don't want to watch <laughs> for me it's just gotten to the point where it i'm willing to take the l on it like maybe it is as good as severance or succession or uh, House of Dragons or all these shows that Euphoria that we loved this last year, like any of the ones that we named, maybe it's just good or better than all these, but just all these people shoving it in my face, I just have to hate it. And that's such a hater mentality, but like, I, I can't, it's like people like tell me like when I'm loving Always Sunny and they're like, no, the real best show on TV right now is comedy is Big Bang Theory. I'm like, it simply cannot be. Can't. So, <laughs> Those are the people you completely. kick out of the window, dude. <laughs> How I Met Your Sorry. Father. Come on. Yeah. Thank you for getting that off my chest. It felt like a safe yeah, you, space. You validated um, my feelings, man. I'm I'm with you 100% on that. Thank God. I, like, I feel like a better person now. I, I, I'm going to carry a lot less hate into my day-to-day. -day. Mm -hmm. um, so mm -hmm. 
Uh, David, it's now here. your turn to, to uh, get some hate off your chest. Man, this one's hard. Um, I honestly wasn't really thinking about it too much, to be honest. But I guess uh, when I really think about it, I wasn't really hating on too much this past year, except for, I guess we could say, even, I guess just because we're all, we are all film fans of Marvel to a certain extent. And I feel like that Ooh, shit's just dropped here, off. Excited. I just feel like that shit's <laughs> dropped off, man. So off the top of my head, I'll just say that. Like, I know we we were kind of talking about it in like a group message or I saw you guys had touched on it, but just the, the burnout on superhero movies and mm-hmm. genre, you know? And I feel like Marvel has just like, they're just like beating a dead horse at this point man and they just keep throwing more and more content out there and there are certain projects that i'm still excited for i won't lie but the more i do that and i tune in i'm just like eh like you know what i'm saying so i don't know but uh a lot of these new things that come out i don't even watch them anymore i do want to watch ant-man just to see how that goes dude and see if i enjoy it but <laughs> you sound like alex now <laughs> or, or, I like I've, I've got my tickets for opening day for ant-man but other than that man no no no, no. the Give only a, the one ol- more go one more go <laughs> the only thing that i'm looking forward to is uh uh fucking wolverine and deadpool he's like on all the of phase screen. four and maybe phase five yeah <laughs> like 2026 <laughs> i would agree man i have i mean i know i'm a star wars fanboy so it's hard to like take my opinion seriously on this but i have huge marvel and superhero burnout to the point where i'm like just not interested at all the stuff that's coming out the last couple that i watched were the multiverse of madness and thor love and thunder and i thought they were both fucking really sucky so kind of checked out right now the hatred worse mm-hmm. is that like you'll get original projects like peacemaker or the batman or the boys which is like of all the stuff that i just named i think i like the boys the most just because it's so out there and like then you go back and watch color by numbers and i i think we forget sometimes that marvel's literally made for kids and not to like give the old adage but they want to sell toys like it is is pg entertainment so like they are geared towards a certain audience but it, like it used to be that all audience could enjoy this and now it just doesn't feel that way anymore or that there's much effort into it. It's like, let's just get the next yeah. one out. Let's get the next one It out. feels Agreed. more like a machine now, for sure. Like, they feel like they have the formula. And to your point, I'm sure for a, a younger audience, for sure, dude, they probably love all that shit. So it's selling. And so on mm-hmm. the business end, they're like, we're still doing numbers. Like, whatever, if we're kind of losing older fans, I guess. You know what I mean? We're getting old. We're getting old. You guys weren't a She-Hulk fan? Come on. Get too old for this shit. <laughs> Come on, Riggs. Son of a bitch. <laughs> AB, you're up. Trying to get some hate off your chest. Oh man. Um, just TV shows or whatever you whatever. want. Whatever, whatever, bud. Man, you guys are just such lovers and not haters. I love it. I know. One thing that I think maybe I'm just sick and tired of is I'm fucking sick of seeing TikToks. I'm sick of seeing TikToks <laughs> on every other social media platform, and it's not just TikToks. There's probably some good shit out there, but the level of stupidity and ignorance and just dumb attention-seeking social media people on TikTok is just beyond cringe. And I don't even have TikTok. My wife has it, but Instagram, Reddit, you'll always see on Reddit, it's called Facepalm. And so many videos are on TikTok. These TikTok uh, trends. The last one I saw is it was like going around a store and just fucking up the Valentine's Day aisle. And I mean, I just <laughs> maybe I'm, I'm, I'm sounding really old. <laughs> I'm sounding yeah, no, really we old. We're old before we are old. Yeah. Now. We I'm are with old you on this, those man. goddamn whippersnappers. But <laughs> can I can I double down like, on your opinion? These fucking be- kids on their TikTok with their dances. <laughs> 
They're TikToking and they're dancing. Can I double down, Alex, and we can just say we hate influencers? Can we just get rid of influencers in general? Dude, what what are you doing for society? Like it is it is the attention seeking social disorder is just so bad. I'm so afraid for the future, guys. And (laughs) you're sounding so old. We gotta (laughs) like I am I am legit scared. Like and let's get is, this. It is let's blocked. get this guy a TikTok account, huh? Yeah, <laughs> I am shaking right now. Okay, my algorithm is all over the place. But that was that's what I could think of. Um, it's getting out of hand, and it needs to. We need to. We need to shape it up. This generation needs to shape it up. I will. Right? I will say like. It is everywhere, man. But the thing that one thing that I do like the silver lining of TikTok is certain people uh, that I follow, especially a few comedians, uh, Christina P from your mom's house being one. She has a curation of her TikToks of like the outliers. And there are some wild outlier videos on TikTok, dude. And so for that reason, you can dive into some like really weird shit. And that's the like positive that I can find out of it. But I, I myself never really look at TikTok, but I see those compilations that other people have like put together. And some of those are pretty interesting compared to other social medias. It doesn't seem like there's nothing that really compares to those mm. weird fringe outlier videos, dude. Agreed. Well, yeah. All right, Chris. All right, man. So it's uh oh wait, it's me other or Chris. other Chris. Oh. Other Chris. Oh, okay. For some reason, I thought you went already, man. Identity theft is a crime. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Um, For me, man, I don't know. I feel like some people I've talked to share my opinion, so I don't know how unpopular this is, but this movie was so hyped up for a minute. Everyone was watching it. You got to see it. Oh, my God. It's great. And it sucked. Barbarian. It's horrible. Oh. Uh, The first half was the first half. Wow, you suck. Whoa, hold on. (laughs) Let me me make my point. The first half of the movie was amazing. Great setup. Holy shit. This is going to be a good film this Skarsgård's not the villain what <laughs> plot twist and then they bring yeah. in Jason Long who let me just say I revere him he's amazing it's not his fault but it's a totally totally different in the second half and it was just ridiculous and took me out of it and they made a lot of bad decisions and I walked out of it being like that fucking sucked I can't believe so many people told me I needed to watch that movie I had a lot of fun with Barbarian but I I, I see your points I understand what you're saying I I liked the absurd. It reminded me of the same way that Cabin in the Woods was absurd. Like that kind of like good point. But see, I liked the Cabin rails. in the Woods. Yeah, I, it's just it was an off the rail. Like it, <laughs> it, it went a different way. <laughs> Um, but wow. I, I'm not discounting your points, but I, I almost stopped looking at it like a horror movie and looked at it like a comedy. Like when he's measuring oh, out with the tape measure. Oh, yeah. yeah and see, like, no, oh, and like, that was funny and stuff, but yeah, it just yeah. says like a... For the, know, reasons, for, for the reasons... For the reasons... For the reasons that you listed that movie. you didn't like were the reasons why I think I liked it, dude. Because it kept me on my toes almost. I was like, I went into it thinking it was going to be another subpar, almost predictable storyline horror film. I, you know, I had no expectations. And even when I've told you guys this too, uh, at the snack bar, we asked a girl and she was like 16 and she was like, oh, you're seeing Barbarian? It's not that good. And so we were like, oh, fuck. Well, okay. And we went into the movie and I had, I thought it was going to suck really bad. And I ended up liking it dude from beginning to the end i i enjoyed the ride and i think for the absurdity as well that's what like made me just be like what the fuck (laughs) but uh there were definitely a few plot holes in it dude that neighborhood and her going back there was ridiculous obviously nobody would do that shit but um yeah dude i i had a fun time watching it at least yeah it's almost like not it's kind of like uh (laughs) 
like almost a like Kill Bill Volume One and Two. Like the movies were there was like two different movies put together because it was such a stark contrast mm-hmm. when like she yes. gets like accosted by the barbarian or whatever banshee lady in the basement and then it goes to black and then it's chris long singing that upbeat song on the california highway like it, yeah. it, this is now a different movie still rapey old yeah. justin long and yeah. then you gotta you gotta feel bad for the for the fucking you know mother down there too because <laughs> you didn't really know. kill that thing dude no <laughs> no so you don't feel me, bad no. for her dude murder it at all and then that one dude who's outside of the house is like, we never go in there. <laughs> and then they flash back to that back, like the way back 60s scene. And it goes right back into horror of like watching this woman who's about to be kidnapped. Like it's can, like, can, it I, can I say what really took me out of the movie? And if we're talking about yeah, people please. sounding old, I'm going to sound real fucking old right now. <laughs> who's going to sell that house and during a home inspection, not find that fucking shit under the house. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, there's like a rope hanging out of the wall, dude. Because that lady will come up and kill them, dude. That's also also (laughs) who's renting an Airbnb in that neighborhood, right? There's some potholes for sure. If you're pulling up to that setup, very poor. She she pulls up at nighttime. If you guys forgot, so she doesn't see how bad the neighborhood is. All right. I mean, I've driven through the ghetto at night and been like, oh, I'm in the fucking (laughs) ghetto right now. True. <laughs> I like the spirit behind it. I enjoyed the ride, but I can see your points. Got a lot of hate in my heart. <laughs> All hey, hey. Um, a lot of stuff I did not enjoy, but I would say we talked about it a bit of being uh the Star Wars fatigue. And dude, once uh Kenobi was announced, I was so hyped. We all were hyped. I listened to an episode of we, how excited we were when it was announced and just a total letdown, man. Mm. I just, uh, I, I'm trying to, I was trying to think of a, a lot of other things. Uh, the Astros were in the world series. Fuck them. You know, I wanted to see Bryce Harper, Vegas boy win yeah. it. But, yeah. um, I, I, I think, uh, Kenobi, man, I just keep thinking back. I'm like, there's that one last good scene with him and Hayden Christensen, you know, the Vader mask. But after that, I'm like, man, just, I thought, I felt like this could have been something that would be on a level of Andor Mandalorian, man. I didn't even think book of Boba Fett wasn't great, but at least it was enjoyable. And I guess maybe we just hyped Kenobi up because, you know, it was great to see you and McGregor come back, but I don't know. And Hayden Christensen, I just felt uh, like, dude, I feel like they picked the wrong storyline to like really Disneyfy and try to like yeah. get all ages and new fans that aren't really familiar with the prequels. You know, it's like they could have really dived into that relationship. And well, the they should have made passed. it a movie, right? Like Re- it should have been a movie. Yeah. Reva's whole Inquisitor character was just fucking Trilla from the Jedi Fallen Order game, but not done as well. She had the yeah. same exact backstory. Was you know a Padawan at the temple that got corrupted, That's a good got point. brought in as yeah, a kid. Should. Literally beat for beat the same exact person but every beat was lesser quality than the game so i was like why did they not make this they didn't even need her fucking character in the whole show Mm -hmm. they should have had the other there's a lot of shit i'm with what what can we do to throw off the storyline a little bit but tie in princess leia a little bit let's put a kid version of her in for a little side story you know there's i mean there's there's six fucking movies with her man we don't need a, a, a subplot <laughs> when she was a little kid man it's like yeah just uh I, the more i think about it it's very disappointing man and there's supposed to be a season two i'm like just just don't do it oh fire you know? kathleen kennedy man i'm a star wars diehard and this she's made such bad decisions this movie's the whole series sucked dude Kathleen. Kath- worst thing sucked. worst thing to happen to the kennedys kathleen kennedy i'm saying it <laughs> 
Dude, if it would have been made correctly into a movie, it would have been another billion dollar movie, hands down. If they were like, we're going to do this right, we're going to tell the story in two hours with with take Obi-Wan, consolidate it into all the great parts and make it the production even better and put it out as a movie, it would have done better. Fucking hands down. Agreed. Yeah, it should have been like Inquisitors finding out about Obi-Wan and hunting him down and him trying to get away from them and not lead them to Luke. They didn't need any of the other shit in there. Yeah. And the other Inquisitors, you don't even see them fight. They're just there, you know? You barely see any lightsaber action until the very end, which was awesome, but, you know, it's Mm a... Well, and if you saw Rebels, you know that the Grand Admiral wasn't going to die. Like, oh, he's coming back. Like, he can't die now. He's in stories later. It was just sucked that star wars pod you guys have done yeah <laughs> 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 never heard half of these words and i'm like now i'm interested i want to see this 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 dumpster fire that they messed everything up <laughs> it has flashes of like cool things but yeah overall it was there's, just... there's one action scene where multiple adults who are supposed to be you know intergalactic mercenaries Cannot outrun a nine-year-old and catch her in a forest. Mm. Like, hey, but shout out to Flea. That was pretty cool. <laughs> Seeing Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers didn't take me out of the uh, Star Wars yeah, universe at all either. Am I right? Doing heroin again because you can't chase down a nine-year-old. <laughs> <Damn>, <laughs> but yeah, we'll see how season two goes. Me. You know, <laughs> maybe I don't even know. I don't even know. Maybe it'll be better. What, what would they even do for season two? It's like, uh, just more, you know, him searching for him more. I guess he's like, I felt well, him again. Uh, he's out there. If they, uh, if they really wanted to, they could, but it would be flashbacks of Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon before Phantom Menace, which I still argue should be a movie itself, but they're getting old. So it'd be weird. I feel like you have but to add that. that. Yeah. yeah. No, that you could do the new technology, dope. like the, like the face replacing technology. There's supposed to be a new Tom right. Hanks movie coming out where they, youngify him the whole movie oh that was big, oh, like big they already big made they already two. made that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> big too instead of old he goes to little that's right <laughs> oh shit well that was some good hate man i mean Obviously, we had a lot to get off our chests with Obi-Wan there, but it was a great purge. <laughs> I would recommend just a full Obi-Wan deep dive of hate. That would, right. that would help the whole, and maybe like the, the Lucas Films hears it. I hate you. That's a, that's a path to the dark side you're talking about. Bobby. Good point. Good point. <laughs> Don't get me started on the sequels. <laughs> All right. Well, damn, that was great having you on the pod, Bobby. You took us through a, you know, a little stroll through 2022, man. We'll have to have you on again sometime this year. Oh, uh, it was an awesome time. Dream come true, like I said. Uh, looking forward to the next uh, podcast where I don't have to listen to myself speak. <laughs> I've been saying that the last couple hundred episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Winger. Whoa. <laughs> well, well I guess until next time. Yeah. Um, this is Dave seeing saying <sighs> peace out. Let's <laughs> <laughs> be as this, awkward as possible. Guys. This is yeah. also Alex saying peace out, baby. No, just like this is also Bobby saying peace out. This is 
the other Chris saying peace out. And uh, if you forgot who you're listening to for the last uh, hour or so, it's uh, Chris Fig. Till next time, later days. Chris does not wish for you to peace out. He doesn't wish to peace out at all. Because I want you to peace the fuck out. <laughs> he promotes so violence. See you next week. <laughs> Oh, yes, it's things we dig.